Welcome to the Ion Investment Podcast. I'm Patrick Woodhouse, one of the hosts. I'm a financial advisor with Infinex Financial Group. And I'm Rich Labriola, also an Infinex Financial Advisor. Today we have a hot topic, I think, Rich. We're going to be talking about IRAs, 401ks, and whether or not you should roll over an old 401k into an existing or new IRA. This is a topic that comes up often amongst my own clients, and people are typically confused around this topic as to what what a rollover is, what an IRA is, and those types of things. Yeah, so we thought we'd put together a podcast about it. So what is an old 401k? You you hear from a lot of different financial companies, you know, roll over your old 401k or don't leave that old 401k behind. And I just, you wonder, what are they talking yeah, about? like, what is this old thing? Do I have <laughs> why, one? Why some people go, <laughs> some people go, do I even have one? What is it old? You know, yeah, so, yeah. so Pat, what makes it old? <laughs> yeah, right. It typically is a 401k that you had at a previous employer, right? So you leave that company, you move on to better, greener pastures at a new company. They have their own 401k. You know, you, you get into theirs. So you have a new 401k and then you don't do anything with the last one, it doesn't just disappear on you. They don't. The company's not going to contact you, and most people forget that that one even exists at all. So that's what it is. Um, so I have a stat here, Pat, from a from the Bureau of Labor. The okay. average person changes jobs ten to fifteen times in their career. Ten to fifteen times. Wow. Right. I, I don't think I would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. So on average, they spend less than five years in every job. Well, you know, I should have known that because actually, I have a client. I, I think I break the record on this one, Rich, and I don't know. You know, maybe someone out there uh, in the universe uh, has one better than me. But um, I had a client who actually had eight old four hundred one ks right wow. from eight different employers over the over the years. And wouldn't you know, she didn't even know she had that. Many. She's she was currently working with another company. She had a, a new 401k and she totally forgot about those other ones. Right. And in that case, she actually had the option to maybe consolidate these, right? right? Instead of having eight, we were able to open an IRA and roll them over, which created no tax consequence and consolidate all of these into one one retirement vehicle that we could manage more effectively. Right. So the in average person as they're as they're going throughout their career can wow. easily wow. rack up. Yep. Some old 401k plans. So we know what an old, old 401k is. So what can we do about it? Right. I broke it down to maybe really three things. And we'll dive a little bit deeper in each of them. So you can either leave it there, you can take it, or you could move it to another retirement vehicle. Right. And for, so first to start, and we want to be really fair and balanced in our conversation. And again, you're going to want to weigh the pros and cons to each of these options, and you may want to consult a tax advisor. And I I would definitely consult somebody, tax, definitely a tax advisor or a financial advisor, somebody that's a professional, uh, just so it doesn't, you know, you don't trigger unfavorable uh, tax consequences. Mm -hmm. There's a a lot of which different ways you can go and you, you want to do what's best for you. So when it comes to leaving it where it is, right? Maybe it's fine there. Could maybe. be could be an attractive option, right? So, so if you're looking at that, you want to look at the fees involved at the 401k company that's currently at your investment options to make sure it's got a nice, robust platform. You want to look at uh, you know the general structure of it. So, uh, and if and if you like the investments that are in there, because sometimes there might be an investment that you don't have access to outside of that 401k, and if it's doing very well, it may to be to your advantage just to keep it where it is. Right. Yeah. So. So let me let me caution you if you if you do leave it behind. I had a, a client that uh, her company where she had the old 401k was undergoing a merger. So a lot of times you have your old 401k and the things that happen at that company mm-hmm. uh, can also maybe possibly affect your 401k. 
And what I mean by that is yeah, maybe this is there's, true. Mm-hmm. I've seen there this before plan myself. changes. Yep, this is an important, but important specific topic. to her, they were undergoing a merger. So they froze her plan and it happened at a time where she needed to get money out. Well, that sounds scary just as I'm hearing this, right? And I've seen this happen with my own clients too. So this actually might happen more than people think it does, right? Right. So maybe leaving it is not the best option. So later on, we're going to talk about maybe moving it to, into something more in your control. So and control is, a, is a, an important asset uh, aspect of it, I think, right? right? You want to be able to control the assets and, uh, and I think moving it sometimes allows that. Yeah. I think, Pat, you had a story where you, you had a group of, like you had a client that you were able to roll it out before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the guy I was just thinking about too, as you were talking. Um, I had a client, uh, he worked in the uh, industrial industry uh, and his company essentially was going through a, uh, like a a bankruptcy actually. So they were sort of uh, going through that whole process and, and, and redoing things. And anyway, what it did is it locked up all the 401k. They shut down the 401k for contributions. So they weren't adding money into it. They shut it off for distributions and everything. So with him, luckily he had a small window and we were able to get it out, roll it out of the plan and into a IRA. And it saved him a lot of grief because the folks that didn't do that, it took a year and a half for them to gain access to that. And that's a long time. That's your, the way I look at it is it's your money and now you can't access it. And if you need it for an emergency purpose or some other purpose, they weren't allowing uh, the money to uh, to leave. So Right. So that'd be a possible con of be, leaving it behind. Right. So again, I want to let you know all the options that or may, all the circumstances that may happen. The other thing you could do with an old 401k is you can take it. Right. You can just oh, take yeah. it right out. This right, is a, right, yeah, right, right. Let's go buy that. To, what, let's buy that new uh, at Woodhouse. Yeah, yeah. Let's go buy that new Ferrari you, ever, you always wanted, or, or some, something like that. Usually, not a popular option, by the way. Right, okay, what happens if you out. take it out? If you, if you, yeah. So there's some consequences, especially if you're under 59 and a half. If you're under 59 and a half years old, uh, by the IRS rules, it'll be a 10% penalty just to take the money out. You will also, in addition to, owe taxes on all of that money. So if you have, if we just use an easy number, say $100,000 that you've accumulated in your 401k and you take it out and you're under 59 and a half, you're going to be paying big taxes and and, and it's really going to work against you. So if you took 100000 out, it comes through as ordinary income. It's going to sit on top of whatever you've earned already for that year. So if you earned 50000 now it's going to make it look like you may have earned 150000 So you'll be taxed at that bracket. And plus on top of it, there's going to be a 10% IRS penalty. So you'll end up giving a lot to Uncle Sam more than you probably should. The government will love it, but uh, I'm sure you will not. Right. That doesn't necessarily help your retirement planning, right? Right. You know, typically you want to try to keep it in. Yeah. The idea behind the whole retirement sphere is essentially to get past your working stage so that you're in retirement and then your tax bracket should be lower, right? In your, in your peak years of working, you're in a higher tax bracket because you've got income coming in from various jobs and such. So hopefully in retirement, you're not working as much, your tax bracket comes down and then you can access some of this money and it won't have, and it'll have a less of a, a impact on you from a tax standpoint. Right. And I think necessarily doesn't help you meet your goals because you're moving it out of a retirement vehicle, the old 401k or the 401k that's growing tax deferred. Right. Right. And so that that's definitely a, a con. There may be a certain situation that's that's right. somewhat popular uh, where you may want to take it directly out of your old 401k. And that's only if you have employer stock. Right. This is an important uh, piece, I think. So some people have employer stocks. We've ran into this in the past. So go ahead. Yeah, Rich. I right. Think, and if you're typically you want to do this, if you have employer stock that's highly appreciated, and typically, if you're in a higher tax bracket. Okay. So I'll, I'll try to boil it down as much as possible. Basically, 
is if you have that employer stock, you can take that out as a distribution and take advantage of ta- the capital gains tax Correct. rates. Yes, yeah, you can do that. And mm-hmm. as opposed to rolling it to an IRA, which we're going to talk about next, and being exposed to income taxes down the road. Right. Typically, capital gains taxes are less. So oh, again, right. doesn't that, necessarily mean you do it that way, uh, but it's an option, and I think it's important to know. Right. So definitely, that that would definitely require some analysis, I would think. For sure. It, it, again, this is all. All of this is general information to help you understand what these are and, and why it's to your advantage or disadvantage. But it, you know, we're talking very broadly, so uh, everybody has unique circumstances. So really, you need to look at the plans. You need to speak with professionals and that type of thing. Right. So now let's talk about the last option. So I don't want to leave it behind. I don't want to take it. Right. I don't need it. Does it right? fit? I don't need it. This fit. is retirement money. I want to keep mm-hmm. it this is in what I a, a retirement account. So what, what do I do, Pat? Right. So it would be my recommendation if that was the case and it was a client, it would be to roll it over into an IRA. Now, an IRA uh, is actually an acronym, believe it or not. It stands for Individual Retirement Account. And what that allows, basically the structure of it, is simple. It's still tax deferred. So you're not giving up this tax deferral. It's still aimed for retirement. So it's still 59 and a half is still your sort of magic number from an IRS standpoint or magic age from an IRS standpoint. Um, And it's still pre-tax money. So essentially when you do take money out at some point in the future, you still have to pay, it comes through as income for you and you still have to pay taxes on it. All right. So it doesn't really differ that much from the 401k structure wise, but what it does do is it opens you up to uh, a lot of advantages, I would say. And uh, one of the advantages is more investment options, right? Isn't that nice? Wouldn't you like, do you, Rich, do you like more options or less options, right? I mean, I would yeah. think uh, more options are better, right? Right. So yeah, typically with a 401k, you're kind of stuck with what the plan is offering you. That's a good point. And, yeah. And, you know, a lot and every, 401k, uh, every 401k plan will have different, they don't all have the same stuff in it. It's all right. going to be different. Some are better and some are worse. So, right. so maybe you want to, maybe there's a certain mutual fund company that you like. Maybe there's... Maybe you want to buy individual stocks. Yeah. A lot of them don't want, they used to allow you to do those things in 401ks. A lot of times with the fiduciary rules, the way they are today, uh, Rich, they don't allow you to buy individual stocks where you could do that in an IRA if you want to. Right. And I think also too, going back to your story with the uh, the client with the eight, eight accounts. The eight, yeah, my big. Yeah. Let's talk about simplicity. I mean, right. get, you can actually take all these accounts and these, these old 401ks and just move it to one IRA. So you went from yeah, this right. guy, in this example, eight accounts to, to, to one, one. To one, where we could better uh, and more effectively manage the money. It made it better for her beneficiaries even. Um, not to say we wish anything happens to my client, but if something were to happen, the beneficiary can come and really, the beneficiary would come and kind of see me and I would help them guide them through the process. But it's only one person. It's only one institution they would have to go to, right? That's really the point. If, if she left it as eight, that same beneficiary would have to go to each institution and do their process. And that does, it can be a grueling experience. So we want to try to avoid that and make uh, life simpler for your loved ones, right? So so it keeps things definitely simpler on that front. Mm -hmm. Fees. Fees. What a, what a topic, right? Fees are probably one of the fee drag on, st- on investments are one of the one of the most probably pillars of what you want to uh, try to avoid and or you know be very conscious about, right? The lower the fees, the better, right? So uh, you definitely want to look at the fees. Uh, fees on the four hundred one ks, those can be kind of high sometimes. Um, so you want to definitely look at IRAs and see if you can reduce the fees there, which in a lot of times you can. Mm-hmm. So. When we move it to an IRA, that's what we call a rollover. So instead of taking it out right. where there would be tax consequences and things like that, mm-hmm. rolling it over 
uh, there's there's no right. So it, it's, it's, it's just and not to get into the weeds on this too much, but a rollover basically is you go, OK, listen, I'm not taking it out. I'm going just from one retirement plan to another. Right. So when the check is actually cut from uh, X, Y, Z company, wherever you used to work, it's going to be made payable to the new company. Right. So in our case, it would be made payable to I investments, not the client, but for benefit of the client. And that way, by making it payable to the institution, no tax withholding. So it does not have a negative uh, impact from that standpoint. So. The other retirement vehicle you may want to consider, again, May, is the Roth IRA. Right. Um, so the Roth IRA is a little bit different than the IRA in the sense that if you do roll it over, you're going to have to pay taxes, right? Right. But the money will then going forward grow tax free. Yeah, this is a really powerful tool and it can be. Now, again, the, uh, there, there are some nuances to it. Uh, there Such are holding periods. There's a holding period. Yeah, there's. it may not make sense for everybody. Kind of depends on what your tax bracket is. This is something you would definitely consult in it with, an, with an accountant first before doing it. However, it can make a lot of sense for folks. And what it does is, uh, is you pay the taxes on it now. So if you roll it over and it was $10,000, say, you'd pay taxes on $10,000, whatever your tax bracket is at the effective tax bracket, in and then that money would convert over to a Roth account. And then going forward, the way Roth accounts work is any monies that you earn in there from interest or uh, investment return or and so forth would be tax-free to you when you use that money later. All the same rules apply, by the way. You still have to wait to 59 and a half, you know, to take the money out. There's there still would be a penalty if you didn't. Uh, and that type of thing. If you take the money out of the Roth before 59 and a half, there would be a 10% penalty and you lose that tax-free advantage um, that you would otherwise have. So that's important to know. But tax-free growth, Rich, better than taxable growth, I yeah. think anybody would say. And it's a pretty so, powerful tool. Yeah. And then sometimes when you get into retirement, you don't want to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. you, know, you want to try to reduce your tax. And it also avoids, um, we didn't really talk too much about this RMD thing, but required minimum distributions. It avoids that. You don't have to take an RMD when it's a Roth account. And that's basically uh, an RMD really relates to the fact that the IRS wants you to take money out at some point. So if you're in a if you're in a great position where you do not need to access your re retirement money and it just keeps going, you're, you're fifth, say you're 60, but you don't need it. At 72 years of age, the IRS goes, OK, we've let this money sit in deferment long enough. We want it. And, and they make you take money out at a certain IRS factor every year thereafter, um, where the Roth doesn't have that uh, provision. Yeah, and so that's another great option. And the, the last one when it comes to moving it that's, that's most popular is just, you, you start at a new place of employment, they have a 401k plan, you could actually move your old 401k to the new 401k plan. Right, right. So this uh, might be okay. And there's some advantages there too, actually. And, I, and I'll say what I, so the, 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 one of the main advantages to a, uh, and we're not going to go down uh, this path too much today, but with a current 401k plan that you're in is uh, you might have a loan provision in there, right? You need money. You can loan, you can loan yourself money out of a 401k. So by merging that old 401k money into the new one, it's going to build your balance up and you might be able to get a, a loan out of it if you need it, if that applies to you. So, so there's some stuff like that. And maybe the, new 401k has great investments in it and it's, you know, and it's still simplifying, right? You're still consolidating, which is good, right? So uh, whatever you do, it makes sense to do something. If you don't roll it over and you like the new plan, move it into the new plan, you know, nothing wrong with that. Right. So you have the ability to take a loan against your 401k. Maybe maybe you need it. Maybe just another option for liquidity. And we talk about having yep. access to funds when we need it. Right. So this um, is just, yeah, right. Basically, uh, the way it works uh, with loans, uh, just really quickly, because I know this is also something I get from a lot of clients, uh, especially if they need to pay off debts or they need money for just, you know, random stuff that they need. Uh, you can call your uh, 401k provider. And typically what they'll let you do is borrow a maximum of 50000 So if you had 500000 in there, 
it wouldn't matter. The maximum you can t- you can borrow is fifty, and I think if it's less than that, it's half. So if there was twenty thousand in there, it's uh, only ten thousand. So it's it's half of it up to that maximum of right. fifty thousand. Yeah. So I, I, I'll use a personal story. You know, practice what you preach. I came to Ion. I had an old four hundred one k, and what I did is I actually did a little bit of both. I hedged my bets. I moved part of my money to my new 401k because mm-hmm. I want to have access to maybe that loan provision in case I ever need it. Sure. You never know. Yep. You never know. And then I moved the rest of my money to a tra- traditional IRA because I wanted to have access to more investment choices. Right. So I, I did a little bit of both and that's just another idea. Yep. That's great. So, I mean, I think we all have some of these stories. I mean, even I, I broke my leg a couple of years, a personal story, but I broke my leg a couple of years ago uh, and I was out for about three months. And uh, at, at some point I was like, we could use a little bit more money, I think. Uh, and we were able to access it as a loan because you're paying yourself back and the interest that you pay with the loan is to you. So you don't feel like you're paying to a third party or something or a bank. It's really you're just borrowing from yourself. So in my case, it wasn't a lot, but it helped, did help me get through a tough spot in my life. All right. So I think, we, I think we covered everything. So we figured out what an old 401k is, and now we have the options of maybe what to do with it. We can just leave it where it is. Yep. We could take it or we can move it elsewhere. Yep. To maybe. Uh, but if you have more than one, I think consolidating, no matter what direction you decide to go in, whether it's rolling it to an IRA or combining it with a current 401k or, or what have you, is usually a more effective way to manage stuff. Um, otherwise, you're going to have to go into each one of these companies and try to uh, remember what the investments are. And like I said, most investments are different in each plan. So it can get a little overwhelming. And you know how it is. Life is life and people get busy. I mean, who has time to spend their whole day going into old plans and trying to remember passwords? <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, so we didn't cover absolutely every uh, nuance to uh, whether you should move it to an IRA or keep it in your existing 401k or move it to a 401k. But I think we did touch upon some of the main points that at least I see, and I think, Rich, you'll probably second me on this, uh, that maybe you see as questions from our, our customers, right? The most po- most common questions. Right. We covered the most common items when it comes to considering what to do with your old 401k, but there's still some other minor nuances out there. That's why you really want to sit down and make sure uh, whatever action you decide to take fits your overall financial plan. Yep. If you guys have any other questions or you want to reach out to, uh, you know, you can certainly reach out to your own financial folks, but you can certainly reach us at Ion Investments. And Rich, what's the uh, contact info info for us? So our website is ion-investments.com. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, we're also working on some other things. So, but Google us and uh, And we are now on Apple Podcasts and we're Apple, Spotify. Spotify. So you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts, I think, right? Right. On most uh, platforms at this point. So, okay. uh, Thank you everybody for listening. Yeah. Thank you much. Just a quick disclosure, all speakers on this podcast are financial advisors with Infinex Investments. Investment and insurance products and services are offered through Infinex Investments, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Ion Investments is a trade name of Ion Bank. Infinex and the bank are not affiliated. Products and services made available through Infinex are not insured by the FDIC or any other agency of the United States and are not deposits or obligations of nor guaranteed or insured by any bank or bank affiliate. These products are subject to investment risk, including the possible loss of value.